Hello and welcome to the First Focus podcast. It's a bi-weekly show where we discuss topics that aim to help financial services professionals step up their digital and content marketing game. My name is Ellen Adams. I'm a client strategist here at Clients First and I'll be your host for today. You can listen to our podcast series on all of the usual platforms or subscribe so that you don't miss any by going to bit.ly forward slash first focus podcast. Today we're talking about content. Content marketing has seen significant growth in the past year, but how do you know if it's worth the hype? I have a great guest to discuss this with me today, SJ Hood. She's our content specialist here at Clients First. It's great to have you here, SJ. How are you? I am doing very well. It's been a surprisingly productive Thursday. Um, And yeah, very happy to be here. Oh, really glad to hear it. Um, So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role here at Clients First? So I am the content specialist. What that means really is that anything that has to do with words and content comes through me at some point. I focus on not only our content strategy for Clients First, but also several of our clients um, work on campaigns, content plans, and really any amount of words that come out. Yeah, all about the messaging and safe to say you are our resident copywriter and content planner, aren't you? Um, That is true. (laughs) And you do a sterling job. Um, So let's talk about content marketing because for me it roots everything in terms of our planning for clients what makes it different from just marketing yeah I think actually it being a root is a really good way of putting it a lot of the way that we plan for clients is very content focused and it's really it's a marketing technique that works on creating and distributing valuable content Um, and that can be anything from ebooks to blogs or social media, podcasts and video. But the the really key part is that it's valuable. Mm. And that's where the the driving force behind content marketing is, adding value to your target audience and then using that value to kind of steer them toward an action, even if that's just read more blogs or you know, get in touch and book a demo, something like that. Yeah, so I guess like when you talk about value, it's is it a sense of giving something away to someone or educating someone on something that they might not know about or they've actively searched for information on? Yeah, so it is something that is going to help them solve something for them. Um, you know, when you are someone who is struggling with their garden, you're going to be typing in tips for growing tomatoes, things like that. Yeah. You want to answer questions that your audience is going to have. Definitely. And I guess if we link this back to financial services for our listeners, there's a lot of valuable content that they could be putting out there to help their uh, prospects or clients kind of navigate through the minefield of, you know, goals, financial planning, investing, pensions, isn't there? So there's there's a lot to uncover in this content marketing arena. Absolutely. It's a really dense field. It's a really dense sector. There's so much information that financial planners, for instance, have that 
their audience really don't, and they want to know. I've seen a huge increase in millennials, especially uh, because that's who I surround myself with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen a huge increase in people saying, "How do I get a financial planner? How do I approach saving for the future? How do I invest?" We don't know that. A lot of that's not taught in schools. It's not something that is easy to talk about in families. So where do you learn it? And that's where a business can come in and say, here, here is where you learn it. We're the people who know that kind of thing. We're the ones who can give you those answers. That's great. And we do a lot of content, don't we, for our clients and there's a lot out there that people can be start to produce and blogs and videos and vlogs and infographics and everything. So, you know, how do we start to measure how effective content is and why is measuring content important for businesses? So I'll actually start with the why. And the reason that it's important to measure is the same reason you want to measure the success of any other part of your marketing activity, and that is ROI and optimization. So when you're measuring for success, what you want to know is A, is it successful? And B, if not, why? And your ROI is going to tell you if it is helping your bottom line and bringing actual business in, which is a key thing. You don't want to be spending time or money on something that isn't actually bringing money in a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And optimization is incredibly important because just because something hasn't had the result you're looking for this time doesn't mean that a modified version of it won't in the future. So you've got to do a lot of testing, A-B testing and things like that to know what, why something is working. And if it is, you know, put some effort in behind that and just really drive it home. Um, If you find that podcasts are really effective and have people reaching out to you and getting in touch, put some more effort into your podcast. Really, you know, give it a little extra support. Yeah. And I guess what is meaningful for, you know, some business might not be meaningful for others in terms of the success of content, shouldn't it? So and I know you said it goes back to where why, and that's really important. But are there, are there other any other kind of avenues that they could explore with regards to content success? Yeah, absolutely. There are a ton of different KPIs, really literally dozens of KPIs that they can look at, but everything really does need to be tied back to your business goals. Yeah. So if it's not, you probably don't need to be doing it. But there are a couple of key indicators that we do often look at. Um, that includes things like bounce rate, click-through rate, conversions, um, unique page views, even share of voice and uh, engagement rate on social. Um, if you're focusing on SEO, you probably want to be looking at things like page rankings really any focus that you have, any goal that you have can be tied to a KPI, several KPIs. So it's, it's worth just really honing in on the business goals. Yeah. And I guess it's important to probably loop in like a specialist like yourself to advise on, you know, what you should be measuring for specific pieces of content. 
Yes, definitely. If you don't have the resource in-house, it's worth getting somebody in who lives and breathes content because you may not realize all of the options and you also may not realize which kinds of KPIs and measurements are tied to the actual result you want to see. For example, you may not realize that looking at customer lifetime value is a valuable thing to tie to your content marketing because it'll be tied into conversion rate and that'll be tied to your ROI. And that's a much further step than businesses often are prepared for when they first start looking at content marketing. Yeah. Um, and when should you know business start thinking about measuring how effective their content is? Right now. Um, (laughs) immediately (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you haven't already done it just start and I'd say that jokingly but that's actually very much true if you can do it from the beginning that's way easier and you know build that into your processes from the beginning but if you haven't start now so you can set your baseline benchmark figures and be able to compare all of your future success to that brilliant and and I guess you know content is part of a wider marketing strategy isn't it so it should be kind of wrapped into all of that in terms of measuring ROI yeah absolutely it's for us the way that we tend to run campaigns it's a huge driver Uh, it drives traffic it increases SEO it is something to shout about on social media. It it impacts every element of the campaign. So content success and marketing success are inherently tied. Yeah, definitely. And we say, let's start measuring immediately. So how, how can someone start to do that if they're just kind of, you know, dipping their toes into recording what's working, what's not working? I think that the first thing you want to do is set yourself up on Google Analytics. There are tons of different pieces of software out there, you know, lots of things that'll say we can do this and increase your this and that. That doesn't matter. What you need is just Google Analytics and figuring that out. It is a very daunting looking piece of software and getting your head around it can feel like drinking a pangalactic gargle blaster, (laughs) which if you are somebody who uses Google Analytics and has read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, um, get in touch and let me know if you agree, because I think that definitely does, (laughs) is how it feels. Despite that, it's the best thing at gathering useful data. You know, from there, it kind of depends on your tech stack um, and your goals and what you have in terms of in-house expertise um, or freelancers that you're working with, what they're good at and what they use. But start with Google. It's it's your easiest free software you're ever going to get. That's a great bit of advice. And um, <laughs> yeah, I've not seen it, but I'll, I'll have a look and Google this. Uh, you're saying after this after this episode um oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so in terms of like you have a vast amount of experience in terms of producing content and seeing what works and what doesn't and you know if someone's looking at their data and thinking 
oh, this isn't what I expected. What sort of tools or tactics have you seen work especially well? So to make your content successful, you have to make it extremely relevant and valuable to the audience that you want to reach. If you haven't already created buyer personas and documented the buyer's journey, they really help you get an in-depth understanding of your audience. And I highly, highly recommend starting there before building out your content marketing plan. Um, It's where you find your most effective inspiration. It's where you find those things that your customers want to know, your clients want to know, and what will actually be helpful to them. I'm a huge fan of personas um, and a good buyer's journey map. I put together the ones that we use here at Clients First, and I've been doing this for some time now, and I refer back to them all the time, um, during planning, during writing, even all the time. (laughs) Yeah, so it's really just making sure that you understand your the person who you want to attract more business from isn't it and when we talk about buyer's journey for our listeners who might not know what those stages are are you okay to give a quick overview of of those yeah absolutely so the buyer's journey is essentially something that you can break down into three steps Um, and that is awareness consideration and decision. Mm-hmm. Awareness is when you are first Googling things, thinking, I've, I've got an issue. I've got a problem. Um, and that's where you want things that kind of introduce the problem and the idea of what it is you're dealing with, something that really recognizing recognizes the problem. And then the consideration stage is, ooh, these are my options. I see. How do I, I'm starting to look at how I solve that problem. Um, And that means that it is somebody in terms of financial services, somebody realizes in the awareness stage, oh, I don't have a plan for my future. Oh, I really want to be saving and putting away and, or maximizing my, uh, tax returns, you know, any of those things, that's going to be the awareness stage. And then in the consideration stage, okay, so there are a couple of different routes I can go. Like I can go with these different financial planning firms. I can go with an online service, maybe. Um, I'll talk to my bank. That's where you've got all of your different options kind of milling around. And then in the decision stage, that's where you really need things that are concise and convert really well, because that's where you want to shine the most, because that is somebody who has said, okay, I'm going to go to a financial planner and I need to pick which one. Yeah. You need to really kind of wow them and set yourselves up to become the first financial planner of choice in that kind of instance then. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to be making sure that you have good touch points throughout that journey from the awareness through consideration into decision. That is where you really want to showcase your abilities, showcase uh, everything that you have to offer because you want them to come straight to you and know that 
you're the one who has had all of the answers all along and can provide what they're looking for. Yeah, that's that's really insightful just, you know, for our listeners just to be talking about the different stages that people would be at and what they are thinking at those specific times. Um, and I guess there's lots of different formats and types of content we could be putting out there. And this links really well with um, our, our previous podcast. We were talking about the, the client experience and those touch points at every stage of, of someone engaging with the business. So it's um, at the pre-sale stage, I guess you're talking about, it's it, it's really important to make make a great first impression, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And customer experience, client experience, that that's one of the most important parts of working with clients, of, of bringing in new business, of keeping business. And your content marketing efforts should align with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you've spoken a lot here about measuring content and why that is so important. And just before you go, SJ, do you have any tips or tricks for our listeners who who want to begin measuring their content marketing success? Yes, I do have a couple of tips. Uh, The main thing is start off measuring more than you think you'll need. It's so, so easy to miss things that might show you value or give you hints on how to optimize. And you will find it so much easier to pare back your measurements as you realize you don't need them than it is to introduce new ones. That's so much easier to just cut back. That said, don't go overboard. (laughs) Uh, Tracking all of the, the dozens and dozens of KPIs that I mentioned before is very overwhelming. So bring it back to that business goal. Why are you doing content marketing? And just pick a manageable number, say 10, the maximum of 10, um, and bring it back to that business goal always. Yeah, you don't want to be wading in different data statistics, do you? So I think setting the business goal at the start for what you want your content to do is so important. that's what's come out of our conversation here for me particularly is why are we even doing content in the first place and making sure that there's a measurable goal for that absolutely I think planning is an underappreciated stage of the marketing process Hmm. I think if you can have clear objectives from the start your marketing your content marketing all of it is going to be so much more effective. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, SJ, for your for your insight. And Thanks. I'm sure they'll be taking away lots of nuggets of information as to how they can use measuring their content to amplify their business for success. So if you enjoyed this podcast, keep an eye out for future episodes coming out bi-weekly by going to bit.ly forward slash first focus podcast to subscribe. Thank you so much again for listening and we look forward to you tuning in next time.